When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Live from the Country Financial Studio, here's Joey Mack. Thank you, and we're getting ready for a top 11 basketball matchup on national TV coming up tonight. That's right. Uh, Terry Johns and Bev Smith, of course, with a 3.30 pregame show and a 4 o'clock tip-off when Oregon faces Arizona in a top 11 showdown in Tucson. Huge game. Huge game for Pac-12 standings. Huge game for national presence for Oregon women's basketball. And honestly, it wasn't rare to have Oregon basketball on national TV last year. We know that because of Sabrina Ionescu and because of Ruthie Hebert and Satu Sabali. This team had that national firepower. Well, this team is new. Everybody's getting to know the Fab Five freshmen. Big opportunity at 4 o'clock when the Ducks will play in Tucson coming up. Your Facebook comments and questions uh, elsewhere on the show today, Graham Abel, head coach Oregon Soccer, is going to join us because they're getting ready for an unprecedented spring season. Supposed to play in the fall normally, and normally spring is kind of like the the tune-up period for soccer around the country, but they're getting ready for a full schedule. We'll talk with Graham Abel about 
what that schedule is. And also, this is going to be an awesome conversation, and I cannot wait to air it for you. Ryan Schmidt, former Oregon offensive lineman. Before the Christmas holiday, we got a chance to catch up with him. Now working as a CEO in the healthcare sector. Well, you can imagine we talked a little bit about what's going on in the world as he works in healthcare. And also one particular appearance on the Mike Bellotti show that Ryan Schmidt had. A really, really great conversation with a guy who, once a duck, always a duck. It's part of our Bring Him Back campaign presented by QSL where we talk with former ducks who are now doing great things out in the community. And Ryan Schmidt will hear that interview coming up here in just a little while. And, of course, we do have a men's basketball schedule update for you. The Oregon-UCLA game that was set for Tuesday, January 19th at Matthew Knight Arena has been rescheduled for February 1st in Los Angeles. The game will tip at 2 p.m., will be broadcast by ESPN2. The Ducks will now have a three-game road trip in L.A. So where they'll play UCLA with USC sandwiched in between all of those games taking place in Los Angeles. So the Bruins will be the opponent for the Ducks on January 28th. Then on January 30th, the Ducks will play USC, and then UCLA again two days later. The scheduling pieces just couldn't fall in a way that Oregon could host UCLA with the game already getting postponed from December 23rd to January 19th and now to February 1st. So the Ducks will take on the Bruins in a two-and-three game stretch. And it might be for the Pac-12 championship. Uh, so it's a tough matchup for the Ducks having to go on the road. But as we all know, flexibility is key this season. So the men's basketball program, after announcing on Tuesday that it has paused all team-related activities because of COVID-19 protocols, that means that Arizona State and Arizona, those games have been postponed. But we do know a tip-off time now for Oregon and Oregon State at Matthew Knight Arena that is scheduled for next Saturday, January 23rd. Going to be a 7.30 tip-off on Pac-12 Network. Always check GoDucks.com, and there are a few updated men's basketball tip times and television selections on GoDucks.com now. It is unfortunate, but unfortunately, that's just where we are. And so wishing everybody in the Oregon men's basketball program a healthy and speedy recovery. Uh, I think that everybody can join me in feeling like that. Meanwhile, for women's basketball tonight, though, Ducks and Wildcats tonight at 4. Ari McDonald. One of the best players in the conference. She scores at a high clip. If you keep her under 30, you usually feel pretty good. That's going to be a tough task for Oregon women's basketball in this game. A couple keys to the game, talking with Kelly Graves and having Terry Johns. Terry Johns is the expert, and Bev Smith, they're the experts with their 3.30 pregame show coming up if you're live with us in the 1 o'clock hour. Well, it was a really interesting week for the Ducks because – they lose back-to-back -back games for the first time in a long time, but then they just totally obliterate Cal 100-41. to And Kelly Graves said the Ducks kind of needed a game like that, get the confidence back. Well, heading into this matchup with Arizona, I got a chance to watch Arizona play Washington State, who's now in the top 25 after Washington State in overtime beat Arizona over the weekend. The way they were able to do it, for the most part, they kept Daria McDonald in check, and then it was really a... I thought, at least, a concerted effort to spread the ball. And the Ducks have done that. And I've heard a few different folks now talk about how Adia Barnes, who's a Wildcat alum, now the head coach at Arizona, how she's kind of modeled what she's doing after what Kelly Graves did here at Oregon. I think this is a fascinating matchup and a huge opportunity for Oregon women's basketball. Those are some of your notes ahead 
And I, I, I think that this could be the game that we look back come March and be like, that was when Oregon turned the corner. Went on the road, beat a top 11 team. I mean, number 11 versus number 10. This is as good as it gets coming up at 4 o'clock this afternoon. I also think the real X factor for Oregon, and I know a lot of people wondering about Sedona Prince, if she'll be able to go. I'd be surprised if Sedona Prince is able to go tonight. I think the real X factor is Taylor Chavez. Taylor Chavez from the state of Arizona. You know this one means something extra to her. She brings a defensive intensity for the Ducks that I think is going to be paramount in this game, and really in any game, but I think she is always the X factor. The Ducks missed her in that loss to UCLA. I don't think Oregon loses to UCLA if Taylor Chavez is there. She's the X factor. If she can slow down the Wildcats' attack and she brings that defensive energy that the Ducks need, I like Oregon's chances in this one. I like Oregon's chances. I think they can go into Tucson and they can get a big-time win. All right, we're going to take a timeout a little bit earlier than we normally would on Duck Insider because I want to get to our conversation with Ryan Schmidt, and then we'll continue with Graham Abel, head coach of Oregon soccer, and talk a little bit more women's basketball. But, Ryan Schmidt, it was a great, great conversation, part of Bring Them Back, presented by QSL. We've got that for you coming up next. So stick with us. You're not going to want to miss it on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. As my family continued to grow, I realized I'd have to replace my beloved Jeep with something that has, well, more seats. I'm Jason Hines, country financial rep and father of seven. Whether you're upgrading from your sporty ride with no room for a car seat or finally replacing your well-loved beater that still has a cassette player, you'll want the right protection for your new car. Work with a country financial rep like me and get the protection you need at a price you can afford. Learn more at takesimplesteps.com or contact a local country representative. Don't go anywhere. Duck Insider continues after these messages on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. You took the first step and quit smoking. But even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Insider presented on Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack inside the Country Financial Studio. Oregon women's basketball coming up tonight. Four o'clock tip-off 
If you're live with us here in the 1 o'clock hour, and Bev Smith and Terry Johns have a pregame show coming up at 3.30. The Ducks on the road in Tucson. It's a big one. We'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. Also, Oregon soccer head coach Graham Abel on his way in. But Ryan Schmidt, if you don't remember Ryan, he was an offensive lineman for the Ducks and was once featured on the Mike Bellotti show talking about his work actually in his church. I and mean, that was a big part of his life. We talked about that appearance. We talked about some of his favorite memories, and some of which uh, are really going to make you laugh. We got a chance to catch up with a guy who's once a duck, always a duck, in Ryan Schmidt. It's part of Bring Them Back, presented by our friends at QSL and Instaprint. Let the friendly staff at Instaprint help you with your next print project. Locally owned and operated by duck fans, go ducks. And we go back talking with Ryan Schmidt. We continue our Bring Them Back segment, uh, talking with a guy who I, I will say is a true superstar around uh, the community. And Ryan Schmidt doesn't know this, uh, but everybody who comes on the show for the first time, they have to tell their two-minute life story, Ryan. So um, I didn't prep you for that. Um, I, I would say I'm sorry, but I'm really not because we get some of our best interview segments from this so i am timing you uh for competition purposes we have a leaderboard in the studio of who gets right. closest to two minutes so the two minute life story of ryan schmidt go that's pretty interesting well um i'm sort of a byproduct of blue collar and white collar roots which sort of shows up frequently in my life um I was born in fort collins colorado uh, moved to the Northwest Portland because of my dad's job. And I think the only reason that's important is there's sort of a, um, there's a big cultural shift for me that happened at that point, mm -hmm. but sort of always brought the kind of blue collar Northern Colorado part with me. Um, you know, fast forwarding when I moved to, uh, Oregon, I was still a Colorado State Rams fan, believe it or not. Okay. That was the Independence Bowl. Uh, and it wasn't until I met, um, uh, uh, it wasn't until I actually toured Oregon on my recruiting trip that I was like, this is, this is the place for me. Um, so I, you know, became a duck and I would say, you know, consistently, like if you look back, I mean, the offensive lineman role was sort of perfect for my personality. Huh. Um, was able to kind of lead through my position as center, but also stay in the background. And I think as you, it's, and, and also I think linemen are particularly um, people who are like of service to others, <laughs> you know, and that has been like consistent for me as, you know, I left Oregon, moved to Seattle, started a number of nonprofits in the community, and then started a business in healthcare, all like focused on serving others and frankly um you know knocking over 350 pound defensive linemen or trying to slay the healthcare dragon have a lot of similarities you have to be somewhat insane to try to do both so um there you go that's my that's my story <laughs> two minute four seconds oh, okay well okay. done well done. I, you know, it's funny. I've always joked that basketball players tend to be the best at this because they have like the internal shot clock. But I feel shot like, clock, yeah. but for offensive linemen, it's like play clock, play clock, right? Yeah, like, right. You know, you're everybody kind of has this internal dialogue. All right. So as you can imagine, now I have multiple follow-ups. Um, yeah. First, tell fans about what you're doing now. I mean, being the CEO in the healthcare industry, I imagine there's a lot of stress that goes into that. Uh, but serving others, I know, as you said, a big deal to you. Give yeah. fans the, the, the sense of what you're doing now. Tell us about that. 
Yeah. Well, when I first moved to Seattle, um, I the intention was to do like nonprofit community development work, but I had, I had absolutely no idea what that actually meant. You right. know? And so I showed up and was an in, uh, it was an intern at a church, and the the first thing that like became oh and the, the community I moved to was kind of the uh, marginalized lower uh, economic uh, community. Um, socioeconomically like more low income and uh what was really clear to me was like the sort of physical health disparity in the community um and you know part of that probably you know coming out of the university of oregon i mean we had the best facility we had the best of the best right i mean that goes without saying so all of a sudden to like not have any of it i just got really passionate about um call it health so i started i started a um uh community health and wellness center a uh and when i say started i co-started um, also a pediatric and behavioral health clinic and then did some affordable housing kind of recognizing the sort of biopsychosocial nature of health all of that was great i mean those organizations are still thriving today i don't have anything to do with them they've they've all done much better since i got out of the way <laughs> um, but they are but it kind of like i realized <clears throat> to have the kind of impact i wanted to have i needed to be able to scale up more than i could do in those contexts and also like it's just like everything else in life you got to follow the money so you know i could continue to address it as from sort of this grassroots nonprofit standpoint or i could try to like actually really impact the system at large and that really led to starting what's called vera whole health so we are advanced primary care. We started out by contracting with uh, employers directly and mm -hmm. would operate primary care centers for their employees. The idea being most people, 80 to 90% of the care they ever need can be delivered through primary care. But the way that the system has worked, you, you get that same care through a specialist who can charge five times more because that, you know, that feeds the beast. And so um, by being able to like provide higher quality care, you can also strip a lot of cost or waste out of the system because we're not a, like we're not aligned to any particular facility. You can both like impact the health of individuals, but then the more players like Vera that do that, the more the whole ecosystem starts to shift towards value. And you've seen that like more than ever through COVID-19. I mean, traditional fee-for-service primary care practices are like on the brink of collapse. Meanwhile, like value-based arrangements have continued to thrive through this landscape um, by simply doing the right thing for people. So, you know, it's all been part of that kind of same Genesis story that I shared with you. Well, I'll tell you, it's fascinating. I mean, and, and just as somebody who is uh, right in the same, I guess, wheelhouse as you in terms of thinking about it from a value perspective, thank you. I hope that more people uh, will do that. Uh, so Ryan Schmidt is our guest. Uh, you know, this is great, Ryan. I'm, I'm kind of curious that, obviously you're a successful businessman did you do, do you utilize things that, that that you learned playing football and 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 being a competitor on the field you mentioned that it fit your personality being an offensive lineman working as kind of a caregiver in some ways do, do, i mean do you have some of those lessons that you still use in in your business life today oh yeah um i'll share a couple of things with you um <laughs> Well, first off, you know, it's, it's, uh, I've heard many of my, my peers from, from University of Oregon say the same thing, which is 
like the number of times the quotes from our position coach, Neil Zambucos, like just kind of come out of our mouth, like vomit as an adult, <laughs> like it's shocking, especially because we all, every one of us took a pledge that we would like never quote <laughs> this guy. And it happens regularly, especially with my kids. Um, yeah, my, I have a six and seven year old and last week they got the, self-pity is the overindulgence of one's ego yeah. and like, I grounded myself I granted and I was like I can't believe I just said that um so like here's the first thing that came to mind when you asked that question there was a um we started the company in March of 08 which if you remember was like exactly the worst possible time to start a business yeah I mean it just couldn't have been worse timing and we, uh, you know, the markets really started to collapse in September, kind of end of September of that year. So here we were, you know, we were a six month old company with maybe four months of cash left. And we were like 40% of our revenue just evaporated overnight. Like we were, we were on the verge of collapse. Um, and, you know, that kind of set off a pretty long, like three year journey of just sort of trying to stay alive. And at the end of that, um, I very specifically, you know, I, I had a decision to make. I, every, every advisor I had was telling me to cut bait and just, you know, shut the business down, um, you know, cut my losses. I mean, I was, I was in, I was in a deep, deep hole <laughs> that would have been pretty brutal, but, um, you know, I remember thinking, and actually my best friend was a wrestler at Oregon, actually Tony, Tony Overstake, he's still around. Um, and I was talking to him about this and I was explaining, you know, the problem is like with football, you know, eventually the game ends and there's a winner and a loser. And in life, it's not that clear, right? right? Like there's no, when is it over? How do you know when to shut it down? And he's like, well, what do you mean? When is it over? And I was like, well, when is it? He's like, are you like, are you still operating? I'm like, yes. He's like, have are, are there chains on the door because like the police came to shut you down? I'm like, no. He's like, well, as far as I can tell, that means it's not over, you know. And it was sort of that like, gosh, you're right, you know. And even though, I mean, even my my board chair at the time was like, who had invested money in the business and everything, he was like, you really ought to get out of this thing. It's not going anywhere. And it was it was definitely that like. I'll call it grit that you develop um, being a student athlete that compelled me to keep going. And, you know, we turned the corner and wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be doing what we're doing today um, if that hadn't happened. So, you know, that's, that's definitely one thing. I also think um, like being, being an offensive lineman in particular, really football in general, like everybody has a role to play. And our, you know, our coach Zoom always used to say, like, don't, like, don't be a hero. Meaning, like, if you've got a gap responsibility and you see someone flash through, you know, B gap, you better stay with it. Don't, like, you can't try to do both, or else you let them both through, right? And the same is true in like business and life. And I, I'll, I'll regularly say to people, like, don't be a hero. You know, like, like trust your teammate and like do your job. And then if everybody does that, you kind of find that flow that we experienced certainly my senior year um where it's like it just it almost turns easy uh and you know that, that i could probably go on and on but those are two pretty clear lessons 
I thought that was pretty cool, uh, hearing about how football applied in the business world for Ryan Schmidt. I should say that not only did we do that interview before I cut my quarantine hair, uh, we also did the interview before the uh, face covering new policy went into effect where, well, we don't need to get into the details, but the point is that we've got the face coverings on now, so I should have said that before we press play on the interview. Uh, Ryan Schmidt coming up, uh, part two. You heard him mention how good that senior year for him was some context on that when we come back because there's a one particular play in a fiesta bowl that that ryan doesn't really have a great memory of actually we'll tell you about that next it's duck insider presented by on point community credit union on the oregon sports network from learfield img college Dear Wallet, you can't stop in a 2021 Toyota no matter the weather. The Camry all-wheel drive comes out to play. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4, and everyone will be comfy in the Highlander. See you in the snow. Toyota. Find yours at toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon Athletics because student-athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Dear Wallet, you can't stop in a 2021 Toyota no matter the weather. The Camry all-wheel drive comes out to play. Snowy hills don't stand a chance against the RAV4, and everyone will be comfy in the Highlander. See you in the snow. Toyota. Find yours at Toyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Duck Insider. Duck Insider. Duck Insider continues after this timeout on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. When you went car shopping, you meant business. You ace vehicle history searches and test drives. You out salesmen to the salesman. Now you've got your wheels. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll have the info you need to get more for your future. Go to aceyourretirement.org because when it comes to speeding past financial challenges, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellowlight, Noise, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Uh, he joined us via the University of Oregon Alumni Association guest line, Ryan Schmidt, former Oregon offensive lineman. We went on to talk about that storied senior year that he participated in, of course, with Joey Harrington, a certain Fiesta Bowl. Uh, we talked about all of that, and it's part of our Bring Em Back campaign presented by our friends at Instaprint. And let Instaprint help you with your next print project. Locally owned and operated by Duck fans, go Duck. So we continue our conversation from our Bring Em Back campaign with Ryan Schmidt. All right, I, I got to ask you, too, you know, just you talked about your senior year, uh, 97 to 01. I should have said that earlier when you were here at Oregon. Uh, do you have some favorite memories from your time playing? I mean, any that popped to your mind right away? Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. There, there are... 
like it happens in flashes for me. You know, I'm still close with Joey Harrington. And that guy, I, I don't know. I mean, he can remember every play <laughs> in detail. And uh, and I, like, I don't even remember the scores of games. I mean, like, I honestly, I have so little memory of the details. But what I remember, like, the, the, the kind of events, so a few that, like, just come to mind. Uh, when, when Josh Frankel kicked the winning field goal, and, like, I think it was triple overtime or something yep. in Austin. That was that was absolutely incredible, and I remember like the fans rushed the field, thinking like I was getting hit way harder like after the game by my own fans <laughs> than I ever got hit during a game. So that was one. That was a pretty special win, though. Um, I remember Arizona State down there when all they had to do was take a knee, and somehow Michael Callier stripped the ball and. I think I can't remember what happened after that. Peel scored, I think. I think maybe yeah. went to overtime and we won. I mean, that was like, that was. I looked at one of my teammates who, like, this was all a joke. I need to be really care about that, careful about that. But we had a very friendly relationship, and like, he teased me for being Christian, and I teased him for not. And I looked at him after Callier stripped the ball, and I'm like, believe in God now. <laughs> it was a joke, to be very clear. It was a total joke, and he, we laughed, and we still laugh about that. Um, I remember uh, the uh, UCLA game. I think that was also our senior year, where it wasn't appeal again that scored on, like, fourth down. And I remember yeah. after that play – this I shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm like, oh man, I thought it was third down. You know, that happens. Um, I one of the stories I tell the most often was Holiday Bowl. We got down, so I started at center at that game, and you know, I got over ball. Jim Adams, who was just like the goofiest guy you'll ever meet, he started at guard, left guard. And Sean Rogers and Casey Hampton lined up in like, you know, tight double. Okay. And I'm thinking, I'm not so sure I'm going to survive the next <laughs> three hours. I've never seen men that big in my life. And Jim Adams, he looks at Sean Rogers and he goes, fee, fa, fo, fum, what beanstalk do you fall from? And Sean's like, Sean goes, what? Like, I'm boom. I like dove at his knees as hard as I possibly could. And then later in that game, we were running a, we were running like kind of that swinging gate blocking scheme that we had seven seven hundred and forty I think we called it, and I was playing guard at this point, and so I'm kind of peeling back, and Casey Hampton came over the top of our center, mm -hmm. and was like you know he was chasing Joey who was peeling left, and I like I saw I saw Hampton and. I thought, like, this is going to be the ultimate, like, kill shot of my entire career. You know, ESPN, like, da-da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> kind of in my head. And I peel back, and I'm like, every, every ounce of power that I could muster went into laying this guy out. At the last second, he saw me out of the corner of his eye, and with one hand, he hit me so hard in the chest that I ended up, like, six feet off the ground, parallel to the ground, and... I bounced twice. Like I literally like <laughs> ball. I mean, he didn't, I didn't even slow him down and he only had to hit me with one hand. And I, I remember just laying there laughing. Like that's the difference between the men and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Dude, that was fun in film, by the way. I think Zoom rewound that like twenty times. I can so imagine if if you were if you were playing in in today's world, that would have been a gif. That would oh, have been a gif oh, loop. For sure. It probably still is out there. Yeah, I've got a lot of good ones like that, man. I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> but you can laugh about them now, right? That's oh, yeah, that's for sure. a good thing. Um, hey, so quickly, because I've asked this to a couple other people that have played center. Um, mm -hmm. The center is the smartest guy on the field, right? Obviously. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Glad we're on the same page. W would Joey Harrington agree with you? Absolutely. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Ryan Schmidt, our guest. Um, hey, tell us a little bit about uh, what you've done in, in your church community, Ryan. And the reason I bring this up, and I did prep Ryan for this. He knows this is coming. Uh, we went back to the old archives, if you will, and you were featured on the Mike Bellotti show discussing your work as a minister in 2001. So I wanted to ask you about that, just, just how much that has played a role in your life. And I know that's been probably a very important aspect in, in, in having some of that faith to build the grit toward being a successful businessman. Just tell us a little bit about that. Thank you. Um, yeah, I would start by saying this. I think my my faith is still like absolutely central to who I am. Um, I understand it quite a bit differently today than I did then. I would say that at the time of that interview, I thought about like the service that I was going to be doing as more, um, unfortunately, probably more like hierarchical. Mm meaning like I'm here to help you. And what I realized was how like misguided that was. And, and actually the whole point is like community. And I, and I realized I was so humbled when I moved into my community because um, like I, re I have received infinitely more than I could possibly give. Um, just like the, the, the love, the support, the like, I mean, I, I could go on and on and on. And so I, and I, that was really, really impactful for me. Um, and, uh, and in particular kind of recognizing um, that sort of like the privilege that not just, not just as a white male, but like just in general in life that I kind of brought to the table and how I needed to sort of be more of a, more of an advocate for folks who didn't have that, but also not in a way that is like, there's, there's such risk in like taking a, like I'm better than or hierarchical approach to service. And, and I love like the difference of like community versus charity. Charity is like, I'm giving to you, you need my help. Community is like, it's, it's reciprocal. Um, and, and I have found myself like now I would say like my kind of faith expression is much more rooted in, in community than charity. Um, and that, you know, that was a pretty important shift for me. Um, and, and I, like I said, I've, I've learned more and I've received more than, you know, I could in a million lifetimes ever offer up. Well, I'll tell you, I think everybody listening is going to agree with this. Uh, Ryan, you're a giver uh, and you're a caring individual. And thanks for, for doing what you do. And also, as they say, once a duck, always a duck. Thanks for being a duck. Uh, we're sure glad that you came to Oregon, especially because now we can go find our, uh, in mo the modern day, we can find you bouncing on the ground twice and hopefully make a gif out of it. 
I'm sure you will. And I'll probably laugh harder than anybody. That's good. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Ryan Schmidt, thank you so much for doing this. I got to just tell you, this has been a real joy to catch up with you. And hopefully we'll, we'll have you on campus uh, as an Order of the O honorary captain. Or if you're on campus and you want to come by and be our guest picker on our Friday show when we do picks, uh, sir, you are more than welcome. Thanks so much for doing this. I know you're busy, and I really appreciate you taking the time. This has been fun. My pleasure. Thank you very much. All right, I have to qualify everything I'm about to say with we tried to find that video of Ryan bouncing twice, and Scott and I struck out. And by Scott and I, I mean Scott. Scott is the keeper of the archives, and Scott could not find the video of Ryan Schmidt bouncing twice <laughs> in that game. And I, we, we, I thought, I really did. we thought for sure that it would be on our archives. The, the computer in the corner of this room is like the archive machine. Yeah. And we could not find it. So, Ryan, Sorry. it will not be immortalized in <laughs> gift form forever. I can not almost yet. promise that. Not yet. Not yet. Ryan Schmidt was our guest. Uh, brought to you by Bring em Back and the QSL and Instaprint team. Locally owned and operated by Duck fans. Go Ducks. And really, seriously, thanks to QSL and Instaprint for, for sponsoring this segment. Missy, the CEO, is a former Duck. Uh, she played softball here at Oregon, and so it's obviously near and dear to her heart. And it's been a lot of fun for us to talk with folks like Ryan Schmidt and have some great conversations. Up next, a current Duck. Graham Abel's going to join us. Head coach Oregon soccer. He's here, at least via Zoom, on the University of Oregon Alumni Association guest line. Coach, bear with us. Quick timeout. And when we come back, we're talking all things Oregon soccer. It's going to be the latest start to an Oregon soccer season, well, really ever. We're talking about that next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hi, welcome to the Spicy Drive-In. May I take your order? Can I get the spicy chicken sandwich, please? The spicy chicken is an excellent choice, sir. And to drink? Uh, whatever's fine. Oh, may I make a beverage pairing recommendation this evening? Sure. If we are feeling especially bold tonight, sir, I would recommend the Mountain Dew with that. It's bravely unrestrained with a very alive aroma that pairs wonderfully with your spicy chicken. It's followed by a hint of zesty citrus flavor. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm sure you already know this, sir, but remember to appreciate the nose first by giving the Mountain Dew a little swirl to really volatize it. Uh, uh, uh vola what? To change the flavor compounds and activate your taste buds to get them fully primed for that chicken sandwich. Ah, it's delicious. <laughs> now you're getting the hang of it. The muscular flavor charge characteristics of Mountain Dew make for an absolutely epic mouthfeel when paired with spicy cuisine. It is quite on point, sir. Dude, it's a perfect match. Like they were made for each other. So true, so true. When you want to make good food bolder and bold food better, do the do. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Hey, everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see, every moment can be kind of special. But they could be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments. It doesn't matter because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
Hello, it's me, the designer jeans in the back of your closet. What happened to us? I used to summer in the Hamptons, and now I'm stuck behind a pair of sweats. Okay, maybe I never really fit you right, but I got a lot more Sunday fun days left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joy Mack with you inside the Country Financial Studio. Joining us is Graham Abel, head coach, Oregon soccer coach. It's so good to talk with you on the University of Oregon Alumni Association guest line. First of all, since we last talked, we now are getting ready for a season, and that's got to feel pretty good, right? There's some there's some optimism in the air around around this athletic department and around every athletic department right now. Yeah, no, it feels great. I mean, it feels, you know, we've, you know, managed to put together a schedule, you know, obviously back in training now. And so there's some normality coming back to us. So it's great. Catch fans up on on where your squad is at, Coach. Uh, you know, the, the onboarding process, what you guys did over the, the, the fall and now into the winter. Just catch fans up on, on where the team's at right now. So we, we had a really good fall. You know, we were obviously limited. Um, we were still in our non-contact phase just because of, you know, through all the restrictions and things like that. But our kids did an amazing job, you know, in terms of adjusting to it. And we, we were able to get some really productive things done. And then they were away from us for about six weeks. Um, we gave them a bit of a break there for a couple of weeks to decompress and focus on academics. And then... They hit them with a four-week plan to, to bring them back to a, um, a good physical place. Then we got back in Eugene. We did the, the one week of onboarding, which, again, they did amazing with. The department's got great policies in place. And now, you know, I think it was on Monday we started up again and we were into a um, somewhat of a regular training phase, which was, which, was, which was great. So, I mean, it's been nine months, seven months, nine months, something like that since – since we last trained properly together in terms of contact and things like that. So kids are in a great place and, you know, we're, we're looking forward to getting the ground running. And this is totally the first year that you signed up for, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an interesting year, but you know, we've, you know, we've, we've done things as, you know, the right way and, you know, we haven't let it affect us too much in terms of the things we wanted to get, to, get done in terms of, building relationships and, and, and coaching the kids. So it's, um, like I always say, we'll keep moving forward no matter what. That's right. That's all you can do. Oregon soccer head coach Graham Abel, our guest. Did, did you find that that after what, what clearly was a stressful fall for, for your student-athletes, that that six-week break was really important? Did you find them kind of rejuvenated when they got that break a little bit? Yeah, it, it, was, it was awesome. I think, you know, You've got to take a break. You know, I told them, I said, don't even look at a soccer ball for two weeks. You know what I mean? Don't even, don't even consider doing it. Take a break. You know, we'll do what you do. Go hike, whatever it is. You know, board and skiing, whatever it is they like to do in their in their off season. Take the break, and relax, um, and then you know, you know, then when we get back to it, we'll get back to it. You know, you know, really hard, and you know, they've they've missed it. You know what I mean? They've said that. You know, they've verbalized that, that they've missed it. And, uh, you know, we like to have fun around here. It's not just, you know, it's not serious, serious. It's fun. It's competitive. And, um, and we, we've created that. And, and the kids are really buying into it, which is awesome. Coach, getting to know you, uh, it seems like you have zero fun. 
zero fun, sir. No fun, no fun at all in my life. No laughing at all. So. <laughs> I, can, I was going to say, sometimes I can hear him from across the building. <laughs> I can hear the, the Coach Abel laugh. You mentioned that you guys got rolling on Monday. So, so, so what does practice look like now? What does training look like now compared to a regular season? Is it, is it closer to, to what, the, what would be normal if, if that is such a thing anymore? Yeah, it's it's pretty close. I mean, we've still got to, you know, maintain the six feet of distance when we can. And, uh, you know, when we're talking to the team, et cetera. And if we do any type of video, you know, we've got to be in a specific room, which, you know, we've been real fortunate the department's work with us to, to get us a space that's big enough to house the entire team and keep everyone six feet apart and keep, keep with the physical distancing and things like that. Um, you know, face coverings are still on during training, which at this point now, everyone's used to it. Yeah. Um so, um, so from an outside of that, it's been, it's been pretty normal. So it's, it's been great. What's the team look like then? Uh, now we can talk, start talking about the, the, the good stuff, right? Uh, what's your breakdown of your squad right now? Um, you know, physically they're in a great place. You know, that was one of the, the things coming in. I felt as though if we could make huge strides physically, then that would give us a, a bump right away. And, you know, I've said this before, but, you know, our sports science, team here um, our medical team do an outstanding job with preparing our athletes to to play the way that we want to play so physically we're in a great place um, we made really great technical strides over the 12 months to be quite honest with you even when we were you know we were in that non-con non-contact phase and so we look sharp and we've you know from a training standpoint, we've we've got after it right away, and we you know, we brought them back slowly for the first couple of days just to make sure no tweaks or pulls or no injuries and things like that. So Wednesday, um, we got into it for the first time. It's in a proper contact, and they look good. They look good. A few little tweaks here and there. We spoke about it this morning over vi you know, watching video. A few little tweaks here. And uh oh, we've lost it. Enjoying it, which is oh, amazing. Nice Good. We lost you for just like three seconds, but it's okay. You're back now. It, it, technology has recovered, and that's what we want. Uh, Graham Abel, Oregon soccer head coach, still with us. Go ahead. Now you can lose me. We're only like 20 feet apart. I know. I was going to say, it's this is the, the, the world that we're in now because in, in order to maintain the, the appropriate distancing, uh, coach is doing this from his office. You guys can see Otson in the background. If I had x-ray vision, I'd have the same view of, of, of coach's office as he would, so – this is the world that uh, that we're in now. Uh, Coach, in all seriousness, uh, you did add a, a heck of a player to, to your roster, and, and I wanted to talk about it, Lexi Romero. She was the 2019 Mountain West Conference Player of the Year. Break down what she brings to your squad. You know, she's a – number one, she's a great person. Uh, you know, the, you know, personality fit. She – from we, you know, we had the initial telephone, Zoom conversations with her and her family, you know, and she was looking for a, a different environment and – and what we, um, you know, what we presented to her about what is our environment here at Oregon, you know, it fit exactly what she was she was looking for. So, goal scorer, you know, um, you know, she obviously got the pedigree of scoring the goals that she did and, and creating the chances that she did at Air Force. So, bringing that into what we already have, I mean, you know, we're fortunate already. Jordan Warmdahl, Maggie Lacey, Ali Cook. Um, Zoe chipped in the goals. Eden, we were able to get Callan um, earlier in the summer and stuff. So those groups of student athletes that we had already, we were really fortunate to have. And then to add Lexi to that group as well, 
it just gives us even more firepower up top and um, allows us to really go at teams and attack teams. So great addition to the group and uh, makes us even more competitive in the, in the in the areas up top. You know, looking at it on paper, you mentioned Callan Harrington there. Just She's one of the best players in the state of Oregon history. Uh, you look at the high school numbers, the amount of goals that she scored. She's a record holder for, for goals scored in her, in her high school career. You add Lexi Romero. You mentioned that the student athletes are already on campus. I get the sense, Coach, looking on paper, even though they haven't played together yet in a game, that, that the offense could be a real strength for this team and scoring goals could be a real strength for this team. Yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got to be an exciting team. I mean, we're Oregon, right? So it's, you know, everyone else, everyone else around us here, what football does, basketball does, all, the, all our other programs, you know, it's, we're, we're, we're a school that's exciting and that's what we want to reflect that, you know what I mean, when we play. So, um, you know, I don't want to take anything away from our, you know, our goalkeepers have been outstanding, our, our back line, the work that Rachel's done with them has been outstanding, our midfielders, you know, cover tremendous you know distances in practice and and in some of the smaller games that we've played so you know we're looking for a well-rounded unit but one that one that likes to play in the front foot and attack other standouts in, in training and and, and I, I asked this kind of a as a two-part question anybody that that pops out that, that that you've been impressed with their leadership on the on the field and then also some of your focuses now as you gear up for the start of the season now what, what do you feel like your team needs to get better at well, I, got, I got to give a special shout out to both of our goalkeepers, you know, uh, Charlotte Brisley and uh, Leah Freeman. You know, they had an outstanding fall. I, I mean, really outstanding. Um, you know, Thomas Osborne, who works with our goalkeepers, you know, he, he had done a really, really good job with them. And, you know, I'm kind of biased with that piece, you know, obviously, because I've you know, done in the past, I've worked with goalkeepers significantly as well. And But he done an outstanding job with them. And both of them are terrific. And they've carried that on, you know, um, the past couple of days, the both of them have been outstanding. But for us, in terms of how we can shift in terms of what we're looking at right now, we, you know, because we can get into the contact phase now, we can start to do things a little bit more live, you know, get to some 11 v 11 stuff, get to some situational stuff that we can... Um, we can really start to look at the rules that we put in place in from a playing perspective in the fall and now getting them to transfer over now that we're playing live. So it's exciting to over the next couple of weeks before we get to our first game to see if they can transfer over and little tweaks and, and um, that we need to make within that. Dare I ask about a schedule with everything that has been so fluid? As we all know, it's changed so much. Uh, do you have any updates for fans on, on scheduled games and when things are going to get rolling, what conference season could look like in this unprecedented year? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get rolling February the 7th. I won't give the opponents out just yet. I don't know if it's all um, signed, sealed, and delivered through contracts and stuff, but February the 7th will be our opening game. Um, and then we'll open up the Pac-12 on February the 26th. So uh, a 16-game schedule is what we have set up right now. Um, you know, barring anything, you know, any cancellations or anything like that that may happen. Um, so it's, you know, I think it, you know, I think it's, let me see, eight home games, I think it is, that we have. So um, here in Eugene. So um, it's just exciting to have a schedule, get our kids out in the field and, you know, and the, the great thing about games is it's going to present us with a you know, number of challenges, gives us, you know, a ton of coaching points that we can continue to evolve as a group and, and coaching and teach these um, kids to, to get to where we want to get to. Soccer is always the first program to get going at Oregon, uh, the first around the country to start. And I, I know, Coach, it always seems like you guys have such a limited amount of practice time 
to, to yeah. get going into a, a regular season. It, do, do you have any more time? Does it feel like you've had more time because you had the, the training in the fall and through the winter and now some weeks to build up? Or am I even asking a question that you've even given any thought to yet? <laughs> it was, you know, I felt for us, it was we had to take advantage of what we had. You know, I think we've had this, you know, talk of you in the hallway. It was, you know, we have to find a way to move forward. We have to take advantage of what's going on right now. And the fact that we had all of our student athletes with no games involved, so we could train them a certain way. We could really, you know, help them technically, really teach and coach them from a tactical standpoint and really make them better. So, and that's what's exciting about the games is to see, okay, has it worked? We feel as though it has, you know, in all facets of their game. So the games now give us that piece to see, okay, where are we at? And, you know, what additional tweaks do we need to make? So I'm really pr proud of our student athletes because they, you know, it could have gone one or two ways, right? You know, and, uh, you know, academically, they continue to excel. The culture's unbelievable academically and athletically they've started to grow and, um, and they've grown as individuals. So it's it's awesome to see, and it's awesome to be a part of. I love it. Graham Abel, head coach, Oregon soccer coach, I wish you the best of luck in the build-up toward the season. Can't wait to see you guys back in action. And can't wait for, for you to get out there and make your official debut. It's been no. a long time coming, coach. It's been a long time, I know. I keep telling everyone, a year unbeaten. So we'll... <laughs> <laughs> First uh, undefeated head coach in the history of Oregon in a single season, right? Well done. Uh, Graham Abel, thanks for taking the time. I always appreciate it. I look forward to uh, hopefully bumping India again, uh, at least in the figurative sense, over the next few months. Awesome. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate it, buddy. Graham Abel, head coach, Oregon soccer, kind enough to join us. All right, when we come back, uh, we're actually going to switch gears, talk a little bit about men's tennis because they've got some preseason rankings, and Nils Shelander has put together a heck of a squad. That's next on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. From the weight room to the classroom, on the field and off it, On Point proudly supports University of Oregon athletics because student athletes do so much more than bring us pride on game day. They bring our entire community together in Eugene and all across Oregon. So whether you're watching the game in the stadium, at home, or at your favorite local business, their success makes all of us stronger. On Point Community Credit Union. Join in. OnPointCU.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. After two years of construction, my wife and I finally moved into our dream home. So when a bathtub fixture broke, causing major water damage, I was glad we had the home insurance protection we needed. How do you know your home is protected? Talk to a country financial rep like me, Nick Simon. We can help you understand your options and select coverages to meet your needs. Then if something happens to your home, you won't have any surprises. Need the right coverage for your home but not sure where to start? Visit TakeSimpleSteps.com or contact a local country representative. This is Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. 
Yet, you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union, and today's show brought to you by Hoodoo. Every Thursday at Hoodoo, you can ski and ride from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. for only 25 bucks. Check out Hoodoo.com for webcams, and uh, they'll see it. Well, maybe today or next Thursday. Discounted rates at Hoodoo. Joy Mack here with you. My thanks to Graham Abel. My thanks to Ryan Schmidt for joining us. A really busy show today. Uh, before we talk a little men's tennis, this has been a pretty cool endeavor. John Britt, current student at the University of Oregon, he made it to the Sweet 16 of the Level Next Collegiate Esports Series. He's a competitive Madden player, goes by Mr. Football 88, current Oregon student, made it to the Sweet 16. 300 different schools participated in this thing. And there's a chance, actually, for some prize money for some current students. And he is the real deal. Made it to the Sweet 16. Uh, featured over a thousand students in this tournament, uh, pretty darn cool. So congratulations to John Britt making it all the way through the Level Next tournament in Madden and into the Sweet 16. That's pretty darn awesome. Meanwhile, for men's tennis, some preseason rankings have been revealed. The Ducks got a trio of rankings with the release yesterday of the preseason player rankings. Individually, Joshua Carlton and Emmanuel Koss have been really, really good in their careers, and it looks like that's going to continue. At least that's what the pundits think as number 36 in the country, or excuse me, number 30 in the country, I'm getting ahead of myself, for Joshua Carlton, and number 76 for Emmanuel Koss. Meanwhile, the Ducks have a newcomer in Ryoma Matsushita, who will be at number 54 in the double rankings, along with Joshua Carlton. That's pretty darn cool for the Ducks. Uh, Carlton posted a 19-0 overall record during the shortened 19-20 season, including a 9-4 mark in dual play, and he was 7-4 in the number one spot for the Ducks lineup, reached as high as number 14 in the singles rankings for men's tennis across the country. And during the fall tournament season, Carlton advanced to the second round of the ITA National Fall Championships, beat four ranked players, and was an ITA All-American. That's pretty darn awesome. Neil Shelander is one of the longest tenured coaches at Oregon now, and he just has consistently had great players. That and, and it seems like men's tennis has just consistently, steadily been getting better and better, and now making it a long way into the NCAA tournament. You just gotta love what Neil Shelander has done, and he also gave us the Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer and John McEnroe signed U.S. Open ball. Remember this? That's awesome. Absolutely awesome from Nils Schielander uh, from the U.S. Open. Uh, great stuff, and I always love when Coach Schielander, he, he emailed me, and he actually it was a Facebook comment, and then he emailed me, and he said, we got to get you a tennis ball on your desk, and I've got just the one. Coach came in and, and dropped it off, and I just went, Coach, we, we can't display that on the desk. And he goes, yeah, you can. There's no racket. Well, the funny thing, though, is I, I, I believe Nils' exact words, Coach Schielander's exact words were, I've got one. Yeah. Gotta love it. Absolutely love it. All right, hey, women's basketball today, 4 o'clock, 3.30 pregame show with Terry Johns and Bev Smith. Top 11 matchup. We'll recap all of that tomorrow on Duck Insider. See you then.
Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time. As in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Tweens have mastered the art of tuning out. Jen, there's a spider in the car. We're turning your room into a home gym. See? Nothing. But some messages need to get through. Like making sure they're buckled up. The whole ride, every time. Do whatever it takes to make your child listen. Jen, I friended your boyfriend. Wait, what? Buckle up, sweetie. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To buy your home, you became a house hunting ace. Learned about loans, scoured neighborhoods, and asked the right questions. Now you're queen of your castle. If you manage that, you can get your retirement plan on track. Visiting aceyourretirement.org can help. With 401k tips and smart saving strategies, you'll feel empowered to own your retirement like you own your home. Go to aceyourretirement.org. Because when it comes to clearing financial hurdles, you're an ace. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Oregon Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.